We interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. How's everyone doing tonight? Woo! It's Wednesday. It's six o'clock somewhere. With John ready in his chair. And almost ten whole people watching from home. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? It's time for the Think So Joe Show! Welcome to the Think So Joe Show. This is not John, despite what that's going to say in a second. <laughs> You're John for today, I guess. I'm, yeah, I'm become this, John. This, this is Leland. This is not John. You can ignore that lower third there, because... What's up? John let me know on Sunday that he was unavailable today. So I'm like, oh, hey, okay, I'll find somebody. Hell yeah, you so. know I'm down. <laughs> it's a good time here. Hell yeah. Well, you, you've been on the show. You've co-hosted the show before. You've been a guest multiple times on the show. Probably like six We've done, uh, I think, during the pandemic, I think you guys were on, and it was when I first got my uh, my little t- uh, drawing tablet so I could do the Telestrator thing, and I yeah. had you, uh, you were thinking of Satan, and Ryan was thinking of eggs. Back as long ago <laughs> as uh, when Brian was co-hosting. We, uh, I think Yellow Sauce did, like, Flying Bison live or something. That's uh, entirely possible. Back at the uh, at the radio studio, I That's think. right, that's yeah, right. We did, yeah. yeah. One of the anniversary shows we did that, or, like, Milestone shows, something. Yeah. Uh, we were in Scott Leffler's office doing, uh, with yellow sauce in there and, uh, me and Brian. Heck yeah. A few, uh, a few episodes there. I haven't been there in a while, actually. No? Uh, Scott's still out there? Scott's still there. Nice. I haven't been there in a while, but Scott's still there. It's a good spot. Yeah, for sure. Wish I could get an office that big. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I remember XM, uh. Did some of their uh, footage there too for the Nick and Dan show. We did uh, we did season two out of there, yeah. And I was on every episode of season two. I was the uh, I was introing. So there was one night we just went there and we just did we shot all the intros for season two. Nice. And it was just like you know, and there were some ideas that just came up as we were sitting in the room. Like, hey guys, you know what we should do is go like uh, you know just because because the because the the gimmick was. I was getting drunker and drunker as the season went on. Right. So I'm like, hey, you know what we should do is one of these episodes, I should just be like, hey, uh, you know, I don't feel like introing this. Alexa, introduce the Nick and Dan show. So we did, we shot that. And then I came home and I used my actual Alexa plugged into my old mixer to actually get that soundbite of, you're watching the Nick and Dan show for some reason. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah, something stupid like that, you know. But. Yeah. That season also had the uh, the latest footage of Bob Paul before he died, before he sacrificed himself into the <laughs> volcano and all that. That was, uh, we did like a three-song thing in that season of the Nick and Dan show. I'll tell you what, I'm, we're not on All WNY, and I'm going to fix that right now. Hi, All WNY listeners. It's the <laughs> Think So Joe show. And this is John. <laughs> yeah. It's, Laura's in the chat. She says John looks different. Yeah. You know, I've been, uh, been working out. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, um, which uh, you are now in the band Bastard, Bastard, Bastard. 
I am. I you're you're playing play. bass for them, and I, yeah. I feel like this is a result. Uh, we must have lost the lawsuit when Brandon dressed in the uh, banana suit. Yeah. When, when, a, uh, when they played with us. There's been a negotiation that, that's been had. And, that's uh, a, that, that was a settlement yeah. of the lawsuit is, uh, is Leland has to be in bastard, bastard, bastard. It's one of many benefits that they, <laughs> they owe to me now. <laughs> Why does Joe have, because that's just how my eyebrows are. <laughs> Mad scientist. Yeah, I just look evil. Space wizard. Am I evil? Not really, but. <laughs> wow, Metallica. <laughs> That's a Metallica reference. It is kind of a Metallica reference, yes. Apocalypse later. Technically, that was a uh, cover song by the anti. It was originally by the Anti Nowhere League. Huh. Uh, Metallica covered it, and uh, it's on. If you are really trying to get a hold of it, the best way is probably through the album Garage Inc. Joe has Michael Keaton eyebrows. He's calling you Batman. <laughs> uh, still a better, uh, I'd still be a better Batman than fucking, uh, what was the dude we were talking about last week? Christian Bale. Christian Bale? No, I disagree Christian. with that. I think I, I, I stood firmly against that when, when that came up. I, I still, for me, it's just, dude, what's with the fucking voice? You know, it's, it's Batmanly. <laughs> it's Batmanly. <laughs> you know, that's, you gotta... You gotta respect it. It's it's original for the Batman. <laughs> They're just gonna talk about my eyebrows in the chat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Better than the usual weekly chat. When's the barbecue? <laughs> I, I'm here. <laughs> I can only mention it with my actual voice. Right. Until Dewey chimes in. Until Dewey chat. chimes in, right. Right. You were trying to bring Dewey, and I'm like, I don't know if I want Dewey. <laughs> like, this is, like, it might be an entertaining show, but it might be a living hell for two hours. <laughs> it could be, you know, I think it would be fun. I, think I, 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 be I fun. love both of you guys. <laughs> but that would just be two hours of, when's the barbecue? 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 And I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I want this. So, like, I saw your message early in the day yesterday about if you were if I was okay with you bringing Dewey, and I'm like, am I? I don't know. And I forgot about it, and then like I'm at practice, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta remember to text Leland back later. And then I forgot again. And part of that was also like subconsciously like, you know, if I push this off long enough, Dewey will just be like, nah, man, I can't make it. <laughs> you know? And then I think it worked, so. <laughs> I love Dewey, but uh, yeah, that uh, it just sounded like it was just going to be a disaster. <laughs> or like the two kids in class that get separated, you know? Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Too much noise. And if you want any example of this, go listen to POTUS X on Spotify and Apple Music and wherever you get your music from. It's a fair reference for you to, uh, to have your worries for. <laughs> I should take off the sides of my eyebrows? How am I supposed to do that? On air, right now? <laughs> I have a show on Friday. I'm not going in there looking ridiculous, any more ri ridiculous than I already look, you know. <laughs> and I also can't bring my, it's at Stamps, so I can't bring my Living Brain Dead water bottle. Why? They have, they have yelled at us for bringing outside food and drinks. Really? I've never gotten yelled at. Yeah, they, they have, they've just been like, like we went, played with, uh, it was actually a show with Bastard, Bastard, Bastard. Oh. And we had, you know, we had water you know just that we brought from outside and the security girl's just like you can't bring that in here hmm. like since when she's like no it's um 
she tried to blame it on like uh, regulations. Yeah, like regulations. Like you can't bring that in here because we're a food place, and you. But they're not a food place. So we. They said we could bring food. They said we can't bring drinks. They clarified, uh, and then it's like. But we always bring drinks in here. In fact, I left my good Brita water bottle there the one time. Yeah. Never got it back. And, uh, but like, I'm like, all right. She's like, you could, you could buy water bottles at the bar. I'm like, oh, or, or no, she said, she said they would give us water bottles at the bar because we were playing. They'll give us water bottles. So, we, so I go and I'm like, yo, she said you'd give us water bottles. They're like, I'm not giving you water bottles. You got to pay for that. Wow. Like, Great. Okay, how much? Right. <laughs> you know, like I need water. I'm going to play a show. I need to be able to hydrate. Like straight up. So you know, it's it's gotten. Uh, you are you are apparently new, John, in the chat, and Laura wants to know what your opinion on Home Alone Five is. I haven't heard of it. Is that um, is Macaulay Culkin back? Mm-mm. Because, okay, then I don't. I'm not interested. Sorry. Same. Yeah, I need. <laughs> I'd rather like see Macaulay Culkin as like Adam Sandler, where he's like, like in Billy Madison, where he's just like developed incredibly slowly and he's still a child, and his like parents, like in their seventies, like go on vacation and leave him home by accident, and you know people are trying to break into the house again and stuff. Okay, well <laughs> you know, hard opinions and stuff. Billy Madison is part of the reason why we're having a dodgeball tournament on June 10th for the oh, Buffalo yeah. for for Buffalo musicians is because like I kept seeing that uh, meme where it's like uh, or or like at least the article where it's like oh you know the kids' parents wrote to the movie producers because Adam Sandler really wailed on them with the dodgeballs. <laughs> so hell yeah! I'm like hey, you know what'd be fun is we should do a fucking uh, Western New York dodgeball tournament, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. And usually I, I will put things out there like that and, you know, nothing ever comes of it. But then, like, prominent people were like, yo, that'd be cool. And so I, I'm like, we could do this, like, uh, the three of us put together presenting this. And then Greg Burt did literally all the work. Wow. So <laughs> credit to Greg Burt. That's, that sounds like Greg. Yeah. Oh, dude, for real. Like, I... I uh, I was on my way to a show. Karina invited me to somebody's album release. I, 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 I've been trying to not say CD release because CD releases don't happen anymore. They're album releases. <laughs> so I, I uh, however, when we did the Yellow Sauce CD release, we actually did have a CD. So if the, yeah, if there's a CD that releases, it is valid. So uh, we're going to this album release show, and I'm getting the messages from Greg while I'm in the Uber on the way to the show. He's like, hey, here's what the flyer's going to look like. I'm like, that's cool, man. You got, uh, you know, just throw our, you know, I'll send you our logo when I get home for uh, for Good Things events. And I we I meet up with Karina. We go over to uh, the pizza place, Casa de Pizza, right nice. up the street at Mohawk. And then we come back to Mohawk, and I walk in the door, and there's Greg Burt with his laptop making the flyer while working the door. Incredible. Like, God damn, man. And it's just like, yeah, just go to our Facebook page. And he got our logo right off the Facebook page. And I told him he could change it to any color he wants. He kept it pink, so. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Well, you know. Need a little splash of color somewhere on that flyer. It was all black and white. But... Heck yeah. Yeah. So us and Riot Squad Media and FTMP Events presenting this dodgeball tournament June 10th 
at the Boys and Girls Club somewhere in Tonawanda or something. I don't know. I know. Is the new John releasing a CD? Not, not yet. Um, well, I don't. I don't think the new Yellow Sauce album is going to come out on CD. Um, at least not immediately. But there's an album that's been done for um, like <laughs> like a now, year. Now, when this one comes out, you're still keeping the other ones that are still on Spotify. On Spotify, oh, of yes. Course. I'm not. I'm not going to have to like actually dig up physical media to play them, right? Like, yeah. No. No. We're leaving everything because it's you know we just we had re hashed that one album and then right <laughs> you know like it was it was a matter of like we wanted to pre preserve that in a, in a special way once we had the um what, what we considered the kind of the the front runner of uh like the definitive version of the ballad right. of bob paul definitive right with all the extra <laughs> instrumentation and stuff i think that's what we always aspired to so you know at that point that original CD just just is is certainly a relic. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. special in its own way. I got it around here somewhere because because uh, Jasmine was like, I don't have this CD and I want to hear this CD. I'm like, she I just think, wants to listen to Taco. I think I might have it. Yeah, because that's not on the second one, is it? <laughs> no. no, it's not. Yeah, I I burnt her a copy and sent it to her. I'm like, here, <laughs> leave oh, <yeah>. us alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's well and good. Yeah. Jasmine should have it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the, the new one, um, we got some more Joe vocal work on that. A little bit more, a little bit of some Joe sprinklings in there. Mostly, I think he did the intro and the outro and uh, another special little, uh, little, little gem that is, I think, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything I've done for this album, so it'll be a surprise to me when I get it. So. You know, I realized I haven't listened to it in forever. Um, I listened to a couple songs from it today, and then I listened all the way through the ballad um, while I was driving around doing um, storage stuff because I haven't listened to that in forever either. I'm like, wow. I was like, I forgot how much I love this. <laughs> so yeah. It's a great album. I, like, yeah, I don't remember anything I did for this new Sauce album because we did it so long ago. Like before we before we went on hiatus, right? And I'm just like, uh, so I have no like it'll be a, it'll be a surprise to me when I get it and actually hear it. I can't even remember the shit that I was doing for the original album now because I'm because like we haven't done it in so long. You know, I actually had reached out to you uh, yesterday or the day before or whatever because uh, this show that uh, Living Brain Dead has coming up on Friday, we had somebody drop off, and I was like, well. We've got options. We can find somebody else, or we're only doing 30-minute sets. We could bump up to 45-minute sets. And, you know, uh, the dude whose show it was, he's like, I I don't have a 45-minute set. So we're like, okay, then we got to find somebody else. And I, he was like, somebody invoked the name. So I'm like, so uh, I know this is a long shot, but... And, of course, it, it didn't happen, and it's probably good that it didn't happen because... I'd have to find my yellow sauce stuff and like, cause that has all of my little, you know, narration in it. Right. Like that's, that is the, the reason for the book is I have little pieces of paper in there that have all the narration. Right. And the back cover has the, uh, has the space wizard one, the dangers of a dying earth. You, know? you remember that one damn near. I used to remember it all the way through, and it's been a while. Let me see. The dangers of a dying earth have not stood in the way of our great yellow heroes. 
As the impossible journey draws to a close, a massive threat is near. Something like that. Space. A massive threat lies just ahead. A massive threat lies just ahead. Space wizard. A wizard, take the glasses off, from space. <laughs> with the sole objective of stealing all of the yellow from the planet Earth. And so began a war the likes of which had never been told till this very moment. Space. Wizard. That almost, that might be it. <laughs> I, I think I might have got it. I think so. Yeah, too. I needed a little help. I needed a line, but. <laughs> I listened to it today, so I, that, that sounds. It's been a minute. That's right. There's a lot of Joe narrations, though, on that album, and they're all, they're all spectacular. I still love Pulled Over. Pulled and, over and Pulled Over, like too, the... but like Pulled Over, the first Pulled Over, because of just the way that it was produced. Oh, yeah. You no, remember that? Just that being was... in. Being in the that. in the attic at Jay's mm -hmm. house and just Jay's got a mic here and a mic here and he's like, all right, here's how we're gonna do this. So it, it, so now the the actual like voices are coming from the direction they should be. Yeah. Which was just like, man, I this dude is like very detailed, and that was like really the first time I'd met Jay. I remember getting out of the car because he knew who I was, and I remember getting out in the car with you. I'm like, dude, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was spectacular. I was thinking about that like today. Yeah, just but just the way format. the way he uh... Joe have a good show. We got a one dollar donation from Mike. Thanks, Mike. Nice. He's been donating uh, for the last couple of weeks, which was cool. So nice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, but the way Jay set that up and just had you guys like sitting in chairs to simulate you being in the car and me actually literally walking up to you like. Do you boys have any idea how fast you were going? <laughs> I love that um, character of Joe as the uh, Officer Joe, I think I, I've called it in the past. That's why I love the, the, the fact that we brought it back for and just basically rehashed that whole thing just straight up with, a, with like a twist to it, you know? That's a reason in itself to listen to the Yellow Sauce album when it comes out. And you and I were both Bob Paul in that, in that segment. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I did the first half of the Bob Paul noises, and then once I came as the officer, you were Bob Paul. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Ryan might have made a noise or two for him. Yeah. So, you know? So in the chat, Laura says, uh, all WNY barbecue. Talk to Scott Leffler about that one. You know? She wants to know idea. if she can come to the barbecue. I don't know. You're buddy-buddy with Scott, always trying to get us thrown off the air, so you talk to Scott about that. Uh, is the new John releasing a CD? No, we've already discussed that. Mark Strickland loves when sauce comes out. Nice. New John doesn't like Coca-Cola. You're over here drinking Gatorade. Yeah, that's Gatorade. You're drinking Gatorade. I'm drinking water. Gotta, gotta. I need my electrolytes today. I haven't. Uh, I haven't had a Pepsi in like three days, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got drunk last night. To... So you need the electrolytes, yeah. Uh -huh. I don't have to worry about that. I just need the water. I need the hydration. Oh, yeah. Straight up. Uh, thoughts on the Coyotes, where they're heading. I say Quebec or Houston. I, he seems determined to keep them in Arizona. Uh, but we'll see if Arizona is determined to keep them. So that's, that, I think, is uh, basically what, uh, what Johnny's referring to is uh, the uh, city of Tempe, Arizona, had a uh, referendum yesterday, a vote, uh, for uh, on a new privately funded, what was it, like a $2 billion stadium or arena rather for the Coyotes to play in? Because the Coyotes right now are playing in like uh, basically a high school gym. I think it's like a college arena or something, but like it's tiny. It is not an NHL arena. Um, 
but they, uh, but basically the city of Tempe said, nah, we don't want that. It's privately funded. <laughs> Straight up. Dude, can we That's get incredible. can can we get a privately funded stadium here? Because like we're yeah. paying for this new one. I, I really am not <laughs> a fan of the uh, the use of tax dollars, um, <sighs> um, and the cuts that have been made to to fund the new stadium. I, I think it's... I I not being a Bills fan, I don't know how much use I'm gonna get out of this new stadium. You know, my only thought is like if Rammstein come comes one time, I'll I'll probably be a little grateful for it. Like, sure. I drove to Philly for Rammstein last summer, and, and man, it was worth the trip. What a fucking live I, show. It's I just crazy. I'm just not crazy about not having a roof on the damn thing. They might as well have done that. Like, by the time you're going to the trouble to build the thing, you know, this is, this is Buffalo. This is fucking Buffalo. Do we not forget the weather when they made this decision leading up to it, you know? But the, but the decision was made with the weather in mind because... Oh, it gives us an advantage. Who cares? I want a Super Bowl to come here. Straight up retractable roof. I, I want, a, like, you're, you're now building a stadium that has less capacity than the current one. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's awesome. It's by, like, 10,000 seats, dude. So it's, oh like, God. it's significant. Like, 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 I mean, in the grand scheme, it's not like super significant because it's still going to be like a 68,000 seat stadium, but like you're, you're dropping the capacity by like 10,000 and then you're only going to get the same events that you've been getting at the current stadium because you still have to contend with the weather. Right. And that just boggles my mind. And I get why the Bills fans are like, oh no, we should keep it open. Like I, I get it, but. The rest of us who don't give a fuck about the Buffalo Bills are like, why aren't we putting a roof on this thing? It's, you're going to earn your money back for the place slower. Right. Gonna... And especially when you've cut capacity by like 10K, you know? Mm -hmm. like, uh, and Johnny Mercury points out the Arizona Coyotes are currently playing in Mullet Arena at the University of Arizona, which is a 5,000 seat arena. Jesus Christ. So that's why <laughs> they're trying to build a $2 billion arena in Arizona. Um, they wanted to go into Tempe and Tempe's like, nope. So they got these, they got the 2 billion, I guess, probably earmarked to build this stadium. It's just a matter of finding somewhere in, or, or, or arena rather. Uh, so it's probably just a matter of finding somebody in Arizona who's like, yo, that's cool. Bring them here. Right. So. Do you know where they're putting the new football stadium? Is it where the old one is? Like, I think it's, I town? think it's like right across the street. Huh. Yeah, it's in the same it's in the same area. I'm pretty sure it's right across the street because you can't obviously tear down the one that they're currently playing in. Right. Still to build the one that they're going to in the future be playing in, because they still need the one that they're playing in until the new one's ready. Right. So, uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's like directly across the street, which is uh, you know typical when they build new stadiums. It's usually right in the same vicinity as the old one. Right. So. Um, and, and I guess like, you know, a, a huge argument against the roof was like, you know, yes, we could get these bigger events if we had the roof on the stadium, but we don't have the infrastructure in the area to support the traffic and the hordes of people that would be coming in for say a Super Bowl or like a WrestleMania or, you know, some other huge stadium event that we don't get in Buffalo because we have an outdoor stadium. 
and apparently not the infrastructure to support it. I would have been okay with them moving it off to like Batavia land or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's a little further away, just have it that much bigger and have a roof and, you know, as a, as a not super football watching person for me, um, to, to, to just have other types of events be especially, um, you know, available would be, would be ideal. But, you know, you're going to have football about half the year. You'll get a few really big concerts, I hope. Mm. Well, if there's 10,000 less seats, though, maybe they'll be open to some slightly smaller concerts. Like, basically, I mean, how does how does the capacity com- compare to the, uh, the arena? I mean, it's still, like, significantly more than the arena, because the, the arena is 18K. Right. So you're, you're still, like, 50,000 more people. But would you get like arena sized as opposed to football stadium sized artists? No, I think the arena sized ones would go still to the arena. I mean, for sure, but like, would you get additional small, some smaller ish artists than arena? I don't know. Artists? I mean, maybe we could get some like festivals or something. That'd be cool. That I'd would be like, we don't, we don't get festivals here anymore. Mm-hmm. We get, we get, you know, obviously, you know, porch fests and music is artist side where it's local bands playing, but. And, like, Cobblestone Live just got announced, and that's always, you know, PA Line and a bunch of other local bands. And just, uh, but, like, we don't get, like, festivals here anymore. Like, we don't get, like, because a lot of the festivals don't even tour anymore. They're just, like, one-day things somewhere. I want, like, a... a We do have the Buffalo Ska Fest coming up. That's July 22nd, I think, at Mohawk Place. Dope. With uh, Mephiscopheles is headlining that one. Wow. Uh, so Laura's got a bunch of questions here. Let's see. Uh, I don't not like Coca-Cola. I'm just not drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> uh, she wants to know uh, from you who's winning the Super Bowl next year. Um, I hope they both lose. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she wants to know if New York City should increase its farming output. Um, you know, what does that entail? Um, are we, are, do we have cows are, are there, on roofs? Like, are, I was going to say, are there farms in New York City? Like, I know there's some gardening that goes on and, you know, yeah. there's, there's, you know, Central Park is enormous and stuff, but. It would basically have to be on the rooftops, wouldn't it? Like, or you're taking away from Central Park. Like, I don't know if, I don't know what kind of licensing and, and yeah. uh, approvals go into opening a farm in Central Park, but it sounds ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I'm looking forward to August and being in New York, probably wandering around Central Park for a little while. Nice, that'll be cool. I haven't done that in a while, so. Hell yeah, go to uh, Strawberry Fields. I've been there. Yeah. That too. was the first. That was when I was in New York. That was like the first thing I did was when I went to, when I got to Central Park. I'm like, yo, how do I get to Strawberry Fields? And this other lady was looking too. So they handed me a map, and I had to, like, basically, you know, look at this map and figure my way around. And so this lady and her son, they, we just walked there together. We found it. Nice. So, uh, but I got to, I basically wandered the, the entirety of Central Park just waiting for the shit that I was in New York for because it was, like, I was there to shoot a movie. And, but, like, the place where they were shooting the movie flooded that day. Crazy. So it was like, uh, yeah, we're not going to be ready for you till like, 9 o'clock. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm wandering around New York City all fucking day till like, 9 o'clock. Should Miss Pac-Man marry Pac-Man? Do they need that to validate what they have? Like, (laughs) I mean, what are the, you know, are there alternative packs? If that's the right 
term for that because I, I'm so there's like a legal situation that's keeping Ms. Pac-Man away from Pac-Man. So I don't think mm. that that relationship's going to work. Okay, so another point: uh, the ghostly adventures, like this modern Pac-Man that's like on the Wii U and the Switch and stuff. Probably the, the more recent iterations of um, Pac-Man. He's like fucking six or like ten or something. He's like a little kid. So on that note, probably not married. But he yet. has a kid. They have Pac-Man Jr. Oh. and baby Pac-Man, right? Like I am so confused on the timeline of Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the maybe maybe these new ones are like a prequel. Could be because he like literally his voice is it throws you off because he's a child. It's super weird. <laughs> but like, like but there is literally like a legal situation that's keeping like if you go and you buy like an arcade one up machine, mm -hmm. you can't buy one that has both Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man on it. There is legal issues preventing that from happening. And it stems from uh Ms. Pac-Man was originally a bootleg version of Pac-Man. Uh, and it was licensed to Midway, and so whoever Midway sold the rights to, they had a clause in the contract where nobody could make an arcade version of Ms. Pac-Man but them. Hmm. So, like, it didn't apply to, like, consoles, but then once, like, you know, the arcade one-ups started becoming a thing, those are technically arcade machines, I guess. Incredible. So there's like some legal situation where you guys can make them as Pac-Man machines, but you can't put them with Namco's shit. That's wild to me. Yeah. Like, so you know. so Ms. Pac-Man and Pac-Man are legally not allowed to be together. So there's your answer, Laura. So is there information about Namco trying to buy out this company? Because like you know you know being Namco, why would, hasn't that happened? You would think because that's because because it's Pac. It's technically. A derivative, like Ms. Pac-Man was a derivative, you know, illegally, really, of Pac-Man, so, Right, you know. I feel like either by law or by purchase, Namco should have gotten a hold of that situation, and the fact that they haven't is... <laughs> yeah, the, the whole thing is a mess, <laughs> but literally, like, if you go on, like, Arcade 1-Up's website, yeah. you can't buy both games in one cabinet. Oh my god. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that was, so legally, <laughs> but like back in the day on a PlayStation, you could get, you know, Namco's greatest hits and have both of those games on it. So, hmm. you know, I don't know. <laughs> Super weird. But I guess it was just because it's that arcade form factor and they're like, yo, that's an arcade machine. You can't do that. Is that written into the deal? Like, did Namco, like, get a hold of the situation and that's just, like, part of the deal that they made for it? I don't I don't know, like, what the full story is, but I, I do know that whoever had the rights to Ms. Pac-Man was, like, you know, they had the rights to make all of the arcade cabinets, so when somebody else started making arcade machines with Ms. Pac-Man, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. So, yeah, to answer your question, Laura, no. <laughs> Uh, she also wants your thoughts on buffalo wings not made in Buffalo. So, like, I'm not against it, per se. Like, for me... We had some really good wings in Rochester the one night. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that. That was uh, after... Just One More's... Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Playing, playing Just One More's Loft. Because we wanted mm -hmm. to get garbage plates. And nothing was open. We nothing. went to Henrietta's Hots. The sign on the door said, like, 4 a.m. <laughs> and it was, like, 1 a.m. And they were closed. And we're like, what the fuck? Straight up. So we just went to a place literally called Wings. And the wings were actually not bad. Wings. 
<laughs> yeah, they were pretty good. Wings I, I think it was like Wings over Rochester, but like... Right. Yeah. But, but my personal experience with like Buffalo Wings outside of Buffalo is like, you know, if I'm outside of Buffalo, for me it's sort of a game of like, okay, like I'll, I'll take you up on that. I'll see what you think Buffalo Wings are, you know, and like... Right. It's hit or miss, like some places do it. Like finding Nashville hot chicken outside of Nashville, right? <laughs> Similar. Um, some places do it. Some, it's weird, you know, like... Um, it, everyone has their own iterations of it. F U K, do we? F U K U. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to skip ahead in the chat there. That's but... <laughs> right. It's Jill wondering what she missed, and it was a discussion about uh, football stadiums, farming in New York City, and Pac Man. Mm -hmm. uh, she wants to know who wants to see me as a mermaid because for some reason she's got a Photoshop picture of me as a mermaid. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, uh, like, as soon as I saw this picture, I'm like, she's been talking to Dewey. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, perhaps a product of the Discord. Oh, we gotta, we gotta get into some music, man. It's already time. Tunes. We gotta get some music going. Uh, so my friends in Lower Town Trio are playing tomorrow night, uh, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. with uh, Bobcat and One Man Band. And that's tomorrow from 7 to 10 p.m. at Mohawk Place. And they don't tell me how much it costs or what the age limit is, so just show up with no money. Uh, and be like, yo, you didn't say there was a cover charge. But, uh, anyway. Joe coming down on him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, this is every week on the show. Uh, but this is Lower Town Trio, and this song is called Internet Junkie on All WNY. I think so, Joe Show. Get 
Lower Town Trio on all WNY Think So Joe Show. That song called Internet Junkie. Catch them tomorrow night at Mohawk Place. I have no idea how much money it costs to go to that show. So It might be free. It might be. Just walk in and be like, yo, nobody said how much it was. So I just assumed it was free. Is there is there anything on the flyer picture there? Uh, You know, that's a good question. Let's see. Lower Town Trio, out. Bobcat One Man Band from New York City, Thursday, May 18th, 7 p.m. Just doesn't say anything about a about a cover charge. So it's Bobcat and he is a Bobcat is the one man band. So it's Bobcat and it's Lower Town Trio. Hmm. So it might be free, it might be a hundred fifty dollars cover. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> what, Who knows? what do you know? Yeah. Thursday night show at Mohawk Place. I don't know, man. Like seriously, when you're making these event pages, guys. Make sure you have all the information that people need. I might want to go to this show, but I don't carry cash on me. So I don't know how much cash I need to pull out to be able to go to this show. So I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> you know? That's Watch hard. TV instead. And like, you know, even if it's a free show, just tell us. Tell us what to expect. Maybe I'll take out money for drinks. Maybe I'll open up a tab at the Mohawk place. You know. Mm-hmm. But yes, please, from can you guys please put your all your information in your event or on your flyer. I'll settle for on the flyer. Yeah. But this has none of that. It's just Thursday, May 18th, 7 o'clock, Mohawk Place. Here's the two bands that are on the bill. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> it's some information. Jill said that all her gear has asshole written on it. And I'm like, you wrote it yourself. At least you know which gear is yours then, you know? And she's like, uh, it's because John kept calling her an asshole bully. And she wants to know if you had to be a serial killer, which one would you be? Um, Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher from Thor 4. <laughs> it was, that was honestly great Christian Bale. You're, you're just like, boom, here's the answer. <laughs> I'm just like, man, who the fuck would I be? Like, <laughs> if we're talking, I mean, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's a classic. You Be can't... fucking super intelligent, help catch another serial killer, and escape from jail at the same time. Isn't that like a snitches get stitches kind of deal? Like, yeah, serial, I get, well, serial killers are not supposed to tell anybody. But other. he didn't tell her who it was. She just He just gave her the tools to figure it out for herself. He didn't actually snitch on the guy. Well, so that's a little more respectable, I think. And then at the end of the movie, he wished he could chat longer, but he was having an old friend for dinner. So Mark says he'd be the tricks rabbit. So that, I guess, raises the question of like, if you were a, if you were a murderer, mm -hmm. but also a serial mascot, <laughs> right? which serial mascot would you murder people as? <laughs> Captain Crunch. Cap that's a really good one, because <laughs> Captain Crunch, does he have the, the hook? He's supposed to be like a hero, right? So like you just he's nobody was nobody would suspect him cuz well he's a he's a captain, he's not necessarily a pirate, but Fair. nobody would suspect him of being a, a murderous pirate. Right? You could um I mean if you are the Cheerios B, then you would um have an entire marginal advantage against people with deathly allergies to bees. This so, is true. That's great. <laughs> Get yourself a cameo in the in the uh, the finale, uh, the uh, end scene of uh, fucking my girl. Yeah. 
It's a callback to the Macaulay Culkin reference. Heck yeah. <laughs> what if what if there was a movie about about the, the Cheerios bee that Ben Stiller played the bee that went around killing people? <laughs> and then Jerry Seinfeld's bee becomes a superhero? Oh tries God, to yes. stop the ser- serial killer bee? Yes. Yes. <laughs> It'll be I hope Hollywood is listening. It'll you know, they'll they'll do some magic and stuff, but Maybe some CGI, maybe some practical effects, you know, a little of each. Somebody on Facebook the other day goes, oh, I, you know, I just killed this giant bee in my house. I'm like, better you than me. And then they sent me like crying emoji reactions. And I'm just like, no, seriously, better you than me. I'm terrified of bees. And they're like, don't you give John shit for being afraid of spiders? I'm like, yes, but John also hid behind me when he saw a bee in Nashville. <laughs> it's just an insect thing. We, man, Nashville know? keeps coming up. And we, we, I went to Nashville last year. You had been previously. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for uh, just a place to have uh, Nashville hot chicken. Uh, you recommended Party Fowl. Sure did. So we went, there was one in the airport. So we were like, yo, let's just go here. Like that, That's easy. And then we'll just go straight to the stadium from here. And we tried to go in, but they're like, yeah, we're not serving right now. Like, everybody's eating. Like, what the fuck do <laughs> you mean you're not serving right now? Like, okay, whatever, sure. Incredible. Um, so we, we grabbed a, uh, you know, we grabbed a Uber, and we set it to, like, the party fall location, like, in downtown Nashville. And the dude's like, nah, man, you don't want to go to party fall. He's like, you want to go to Prince's. And he's like, this is why you want to go to Prince's. Prince's was the original, and it's black-owned, and it's like, you, you, you know, Party Falls like a chain restaurant. You don't want that. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to trust you over my friend from Buffalo who's been yeah. in Nashville and went to Party Fall. So, we, so we, we went to Prince's, and Prince's is in like this uh, food, um, you know, like complex, like this two-building food complex with like a bridge connecting them. There's musicians playing. Wow. Like all throughout the whole thing, like there's a main stage, so we like so that was basically our home base when we were in Nashville. Um, so we went to Prince's. We got, you know, we got the hot chicken. We sat out on the balcony. They were playing the the band that was playing inside. You, they had them uh, the speakers outside so you could hear them. Really cool place. It's right on Broadway. It's like right across the street from uh, Bridgestone Arena where the where the Predators play. And uh, and also right across the street from the Grand Ole Opry, which I didn't realize until like we were waiting for our Uber back to the airport. Wow! And but like, oh, uh, look at that! Yeah. Like, hey, shit! There's the Grand Ole Opry. They do tours during the day. We could have fucking went. I, there was a band playing there, and I can't remember who was playing, but it was I, I. We met this dude from like Austin, Texas, who had brought his girlfriend to Nashville so she could see this band playing. Because they had broken up and it was like the reunion tour. And it was like the first night of the tour was at the Grand Ole Opry in the Ryman Room. It's like, like, yo, that's cool. That is like, super cool. I wish I would have known that was right across the street. Because I would have been like, yo, let's see if we could get a tour before this show. Right. Because that's a fucking legendary venue. Um, and then like from there, we just walked to uh, Nissan Stadium. And we're just walking like just right up Broadway. And just the path we were taking to get to the stadium took us right by the Johnny Cash Museum. Nice. And it's like, dude, we got plenty of time. Let's let's go check out the Johnny Cash Museum. Did so, they restore it well? Because I heard that there was like a big fire there. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great, dude. Like, ever had all this amazing memorabilia and uh, you know, 
just just stuff from Johnny Cash's uh, you know whole career, including like up to and including like Hurt, you know, which was like the last big single he released, and it was just. Like, it was just a cool experience. We didn't get, there was also, I think, like a June Carter Museum, like upstairs, but we didn't uh, have time really to do that. So we checked out all the Johnny Cash stuff and uh, hmm. before we headed over to the, to the stadium for SummerSlam. But like, yeah, that was, uh, awesome. that was pretty cool. I was so glad that it was on the way because it was like, our original plan was to get into Nashville like super early, get some food, and then go to the Johnny Cash Museum and then go to, but, um, the dude that booked our flights for us booked us on standby to go to Nashville and got us straight up flights home. I would have preferred the other way around. Cause like, dude, we need to get to Nashville by a certain time. Really? I can get home whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> so you can get us, you know, get, get us on a flight to Nashville and a standby flight home would be much better. Um, but like we got to we got to Chicago and they're like, oh yeah, you're not getting on this next flight. You're not getting on the flight after that either. You'll get into Nashville at like 8 30. Oh man. They're like, that does not work. Like, can I just buy a ticket from you? And she's like, I'm not supposed to do this, but I happen to have the website up on my phone right now. And she got us like we paid four hundred bucks to get a flight on the next flight to Nashville. Like <laughs> Wow. So that we would have time to do shit before we, you know, went to wrestling. And then we're just walking, we're walking through, uh, you know, down Broadway, just on our way back to the food place. And you just hear all these different bands playing all these different genres of music, all these different songs. And just mm -hmm. like, man, I wish Buffalo had a street like this. For sure. Like, it's great. We have venues and we do have, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to my bass player, Joe, last night. And we we're talking about. You know, Buffalo has some of the best musicians in the world. We just don't have a way to showcase them as well as a place like Nashville. Or even, you know, we, we brought up Rochester. Yeah. Because we're talking about, because um, the conversation came up because the local terrestrial rock radio station is hosting a cover band at some venue somewhere. And I'm like, you guys will host a cover band and I think it was like a Nirvana tribute band or something. And it's like, you'll host that. But like, you don't do shit with local artists. Right. Like, we get a half an hour on Sunday nights. What the fuck is that? Like, support your fucking scene, you know? You know As a, and there's, there's artists that won't come here, but they'll go to Rochester because Rochester will play them. Right. Because, you know, like, I, I saw MC Lars was doing a live stream one day. And I love that dude. So I was watching his live stream and he's like, I just happened to catch it. And somebody asked him about, you know, why don't you ever come to Buffalo? And he goes, cause we get radio play in Rochester. Wow. So we'll go to, we'll go to Rochester before we go to Buffalo because more people know who we are. That makes sense. And that's just it. Like why, which is why a show like this exists where we're trying to, you know, put out that there are great, local musicians all throughout Western New York, not just Buffalo, but in Rochester and everywhere in between. And just, you know, trying to, you know, spread the word about artists like the Lower Town Trio, like Wasted Reject, like uh, who else we're playing today? Cardiac Cassette and Amateur Hockey Club, great bands like that, you know, like so many incredible musicians in this area that don't get enough recognition. 
need the recognition. That's why, you know, when I had the opportunity to uh, put this show together and, and link up with all WNY to do it, it was like, yeah, that's a no brainer. Let's do this and let's do this show and let's, you know, try and get this all out here where we're, you know, showcasing that, you know, there's more music out there than what you're listening to on the local rock radio station, you know? For, that's for so, certainly sure these days. And we're out there, you know, we're not, we're not really doing all WNY branded shows anymore. Uh, mostly because like Karina and I were the ones doing them and now we're doing good things events. So we're doing it. We're branding everything under good things events, but like we're still out there trying to put a focus on local music and put a focus on how many great musicians. Like I, I had a, a huge choice to make here because the last band we're playing today is amateur hockey club and they are on a bill with Tuesday night, uh, on uh, Saturday night. And Tuesday night, Sarah is an incredible musician. Uh, I can't think of the, the name of the other girl in the band, but she is also an incredible Like, it's a whole band of incredible musicians. And just, you know, like, I had to choose who do I play off this show because they're all amazing. Amateur Hockey Club is just fucking badass. I've, I had the pleasure, I saw them at Music is Art a couple of years ago. Uh, I caught them at the Fernway Halloween show last year. Just amazing musicians. And Fernway's another fucking amazing band out there, too. Uh, but there, there's so many good bands out there and so many good musicians here. They don't get the recognition because our local radio station is just like, oh, let's see, uh, we got all these local bands. Here's the next single from Nirvana. You know, or, or, you know, uh, here's a song from Nirvana. Or at best, like Eat It or <laughs> The Green right, right. Dolls or something. Yeah, yeah, right, you know? right. That's so, a local band as far as they're they, concerned. I mean, they made it despite, <laughs> you know, not having that, uh, you know, radio, that local radio support. And even to the Google Dolls, for, for, to a lesser extent, it was before everything got bought up by, like, Clear Channel, you know, and, like, or, or Citadel or whoever the fuck owns them now, right? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't listen to the radio, so I don't know what the, who owns the stations anymore. But like, once it, it was, it all comes down to like there was an FCC restriction uh, back in the day that was you can't own more than one radio station in an area, and so like you didn't have a big thing like Clear Channel owning all of these stations, where so like a lot of your local radio stations could just do whatever the fuck they wanted and be like, yo, here's some local music. And back then, you know, like when the Google Dolls were coming up, that was still a, that was still a thing where, you know, you couldn't own more than one station in a certain radius. Now, uh, in, it was, I think like 1994, it was like Bill Clinton's telecommunications act, right? Was uh, like, they removed that restriction, which paved the way for like a clear channel and a Citadel and all these other like conglomerates to just buy up all these radio stations, which is why you hear the same damn songs on every radio station. Now they don't have the freedom to be like, yo, we're going to showcase local music more than 30 minutes a fucking week. Right. Um, and you know, that, that really sucks. So like, yeah, the Google Dolls might have had like the tail end of the support of, of local radio where they could, before, like, all the stations started getting bought up by, you know, all these mega fucking radio conglomerate fucking 
you know, corporations. Whereas like every time I die, they just made it in spite of that. Yeah. You know, like, I just... think it's some radio play now that, uh, the track that Brandon and Yuri was on, um, forget the name of it right now, but, but yeah, I mean, but it's, it's so rare to get like, they'll do like an interview with a band on like a Sunday night and just like, yo, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, we got a show coming up. I'm not listening to that. I'm busy on Sunday. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, I, you can tell me a million times you're going to be on this radio station. I'm going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why we got destination radio right here. It's six o'clock every Wednesday. We're here. We're talking about local music. You know, we're talking about whatever the fuck comes to mind, really. But we're here to support the local music. We always bring it back to here's bands that are playing this week that you can go see. You can see Lower Town Trio tomorrow. You can come to the to Stamps on Friday. You can go see Cardiac Cassette on, on Saturday, or you can go see Amateur Hockey Club on Saturday. Right. And we're going to tell you who else is on these bills. And just, you know, there's also like Elmwood Porch Fest is going on. I think it's Elmwood Fort. Is it Elmwood Fort Porch Fest is going on on Saturday? I don't know. There's a Porch Fest going on on Saturday. Out of the loop on that. It's not, it's not South Buffalo because that's June 24th, and we're, we're probably playing on my porch. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, June twenty fourth. June twenty fourth. That's the night that XM Priory is playing at the Rapids Theater, Joe. It is, oh. but it is also we're playing in the morning or the afternoon. Oh, there you we're go. We're not playing late at night, so we can everybody can come out here and see us play on my porch, and then go see XM Priory at the Rapids Theater. That's better than me because bastard, bastard, bastard be playing in Cincinnati that night, and I'm not ah. gonna make XM. And I just realized like the other day. Nick I, did text me, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. I gotta, I gotta see if anybody else wants to go because I don't want to go to Niagara Falls by myself. I would have drove you up there, but, eh. but I'm, well, I'm now, just bummed that I can't. And, and I was, I was actually under the impression that Porch Fest was the 25th, and then I realized, no, the Saturday's the 24th. That's the day of Porch Fest. So my thought was like, you know, uh, you know, it's the night before Porch Fest, so we can, you know, maybe I can convince them to crash on my couch or something. But no, now it's like, oh no, it's the night of Porch Fest, so we can just pack up our shit, throw it in my spare room, and head to fucking Rapids Theater if we want to. So as a band, as okay. a band, and go su- go support our boys. Hope y'all go. So fuck, I would love to see XM play Rapids. Like that's like it's it's been a minute since XM's even played a show, let alone oh, exactly. But like that's like the the biggest venue in Niagara Falls. They're fucking they're fucking Ratland, you know, their homeland. I call yeah. it the Ratland because that's the XM Priory thing. But right, right, the rats. But right, um, yeah. I mean, that I have would a couple be of XM awesome. Priory rats up there somewhere. Oh, right by the lights, actually. XM Priory <laughs> got the got the XM Priory rats up there. Hell yeah. But yeah, what are some of these questions that are coming in here? Because oh, I'm not... stacking up. Yeah, let's see. No, that's Discord. I didn't want Discord. Nice. I wanted. Let's see. Uh, John, new John. What color should the German youth governor wear to his next meeting? I think she meant governor. Um. You know, like I, I don't have a strong opinion about that, but should wear I would yellow. say perhaps yellow, black, and red. <laughs> the, I believe that's the the flag colors of of Germany. That is, in fact, the flag colors of Germany. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the tricks rabbit is going to turn someday. He spent years having his tricks taken away from us and given to damn kids. That's true. That poor fucking rabbit, man. 
He's not doing anything wrong. He just wants some goddamn cereal. He's fucking brat ass kids. No, you can't have it. It's only for kids. Yeah, the toll that being a cereal mascot takes on a cereal mascot, you know, I otherwise is overlooked. You know, they changed the the shape of tricks back to just balls, right? Like, and everybody was like, "Oh, look, they, you know, they they changed it. Like, it's it's so different now. It's like, no, they changed it back." Because that's what it was like in the 80s, and they changed it in the early 90s to the fruit shapes. And then they changed it back. So, like, you know, people are like, oh, man, I can't believe this changed. Like, I can. Pick a fucking lane. Yeah. Uh, New John, should Living Brain Dead break up? No, I, I, I'm invested personally in the, uh, in the, the growth of, not, like, financially, but I am, you know... I, I want to see the success of stock. the living brain dead. I, I own figurative stock in the living brain dead. I own know? Coca-Cola stock and I don't drink Coke. So, oh, yeah. uh, I do. I own, a, I own a share in Coca-Cola. Uh, Jill says she'd be the Frankenberry, back to our serial killers. That's a good one. Yeah. That's, you know, the Frankenberry not only is like kind of, you know, could be could be scary, could be menacing in a, in a murderer um, light, but... Also, um, probably could overpower a lot of people. I picture the Frankenberry as being large and yeah. I mean, that's that's of, an intimidating. Uh, I mean, he may be pink, but he's an intimidating uh, monster. There. Yeah. I mean, you just get strangled by a big pink Frankenstein. You know, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good way to go. <laughs> you can get your li- get your living brain dead water bottle. Shop.livingbraindead.com. Nice. <laughs> Just sold some pants today. That's, that's we got more money in the in the pan fund. Nice. <laughs> Not much. It's like <laughs> you know, we like the profit is like three bucks or something. But like, you guys have underwear yet? No, nah, no underwear. Should get underwear. Got some booty shorts though. Like how short? Uh, pretty short. Nice. <laughs> Just asking for me. <laughs> I think uh, I think Jasmine owns a pair. So <laughs> I should... they were Katie's idea, but Jasmine's the one that bought them. So you know, uh, there's a new Wyatt coin shirt that came out, uh, the Amazing Wyatt coin, um, and it's like a Spider-Man Wyatt coin crossover T-shirt that Marvel's not making any money off of, but that's fine. They don't need it. Um, I haven't bought one yet myself, but just you know, for the internet, I think it's a super cool design. So, check that out on probably the Wyatt Coin Facebook and Dewey's Facebook and stuff. But Here's a question for you. If you were running from a hippo, who would you trip first? John, Nick Lucido, or Dewey? Should I have said Nick John Gabriel Lucido? That's usually how I say it. <laughs> <laughs> that man gets the respect of all four names. <laughs> um, shit, you know. Um, I'm going to say John. And and the reason is that I think John is like the most able to be not hindered by being tripped in front of the hippo. Also, is this a hippo or a rhino? Like, are we are we perhaps going to get impaled or perhaps eaten in well, like a hungry, hungry hippo situation? Specifically said hippo. So my fiance got hippo and rhino <laughs> mixed up like four times the other the other week, and fair. I need to. I, I now need to specify every time because I don't know if other people are also because the they're very the one similar, with the horn. right? 
I also that that raised the question for me at the time are of are rhinos born with the horn um because that would be a terrible childbirth scenario, but no, they're not it grows mm. i had to, I, I did a Google search <laughs> I probably should have known that it's fine. Probably you could have clicked on any YouTube video and you found me talking about fucking rhinos. That's fair. <laughs> I, I have heard that hippos are pretty vicious. Um, hippos are way more vicious than yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty. Uh, all right, we got to get uh, to music, and we're gonna we're actually world premiering a song right now. I I did I neglected oh, neglected to put that in the in the description of the show. We are world premiering a song right now. Incredible. Uh, and this Friday night, FTMP Events presents Samuel DeFazio's wedding show featuring Wasted Reject, The Living Brain Dead, Digital Afterlife, and Milo Dunn. That's Friday, May nineteenth. Doors at six thirty p.m. Ages eighteen plus. Ten dollars presale or at the door. And that's at Stamps the Bar, 98 Main Street in Tonawanda. Now that man knows how to make an event page. Hell yeah, and we're both going to be there. We are so... both going to be there. I'm going to be performing. I tried to get you performing, but uh, we I, we weren't in any position to do that. So. Respectfully declined. Uh, so this is a brand new song, world premiere. It's coming out Friday uh, from Wasted Reject. And this song is called If You Ever on All WNY. Think so, JoJo. Of your broken heart, oh baby, if 
Wasted Reject, world premiere song right here on the Think So Joe show. That song called If You Ever. And Wasted Reject Friday night at Stamps the Bar, 630 Doors. Uh, $10 and 18 ages, 18 and up. I should but, let my yeah. kid know that it's an 18 plus show. Maybe she can, she's probably working, but be like, yo, if you want to come see me, we're in Tonawanda. There you go. All ages show. That's not, Well, not all ages, but 18 plus. We're playing an all-ages show. It just announced June 9th uh, with Ponds, Little Liar, and a couple of other bands that I can't think of their names off the top of my head. We're, we got the flyers sent to us yesterday while I was on the way to band practice. And we're stopping at, we stopped at uh, a place called Crosby's to get, uh, you know, uh, Joe needed food and something to drink. And I jumped into what I thought was the Brain Dead group chat. I'm like, y'all need anything from Crosby's? And then I looked up, I'm like, oh shit, this is the Pons group chat. <laughs> Oops, sorry guys, <laughs> wrong group chat. <laughs> Didn't mean to offer all you guys something. One of the dudes from Little Liar was like, I'm working till 2 a.m., so I'll take a Red Bull. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wrong group chat. <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> Oops. Incredible. <laughs> you know, because uh, like, I, the group chat for that was open and I didn't like realize that I was on Instagram and not Discord. Like, right. Where's that show happening? Uh, that's a Timeless Babes. That's an nice. all ages show. Uh, Saturday, June 9th. No, Friday, June 9th. Uh, at Timeless Babes. It's going to be a good, good night. Four bands. Someone eight o'clock, on, uh, eight o'clock one, start right? time. What's up? The new Timeless Babes? New Timeless Babes on uh, 87 Allen Street. Dope. Uh, I was just there the other day, actually. We caught, I caught, uh, uh, the Last Rain played there with Destroya and Casket Maker. Wow. And, uh, Sounds wicked. Yeah, dude, like, so, uh, so I, I gotta say this, like, the dude who sings in Destroya had come down to audition for The Living Brain Dead before you did and before Jill did. And we're just like, you know, like, he w- was nothing impressive in his audition. We're just like, dude, what, what? You're coming to us with this, like now nah, you're, you're probably not getting the job, you know. Um, we and we gave him like two chances, right? We're like, come back next week, man. See if you, you know, learn the songs a little better. Come back next week, and just he came back the next week. His voice was gone, and he's just like, but like, but we went. I walk into Timeless Babes. I get downstairs. Joe is standing right by the door, which is, you know, hard not to do because it is a tiny space down there. Uh, and, and, you know, Joe goes, dude, that's, that's Sean. I was like, dude, I knew he was playing this show. That's him. And this dude is on stage and he's got this epic voice and fucking like unbelievable, you know, charisma and confidence about him. I'm like, where the fuck was this Sean when he auditioned? Like... He's so good. Uh, he probably just wasn't a fit with us, I guess. I don't know. But, like, dude, he was he crushed it playing with Destroya the other night. So I, I got to give him props for that. Not that he even probably knows this show exists. but um, And then Casket Maker, they're out of uh, Pittsburgh. They were really good. 
And of course, the last rain, we, they're always amazing. Um, I had to correct uh, Lauren because she was like, we have vinyls for sale. I'm like, no, you have vinyl for sale. <laughs> That's a, you do not put an S at the end of vinyl. That is not the plural of vinyl. It's vinyl. Like, <laughs> And uh, so then I'm like, after the, and that's when she realized I was at the show. She didn't see it. She didn't notice me beforehand, apparently. So I went to the merch table where she was after the set. And I'm like, yo, I'm sorry for calling you out like that. But just, I'm like a vinyl collector. And I am on like all the, watching all the vinyl collecting YouTube channels. And like, I just cringe when I hear vinyls. So... So I had to correct you, you know. We all have those things, those quirks. Those little those little tiny things that are just pet like peeves, yeah, so to speak. By the way, if you guys are in Buffalo right now, you're looking for something to do tonight. Uh, Kepi Gooley is playing uh, later tonight, and uh, Shambles and Days Ago are the opening acts. That's uh, the doors have just opened there, and I'm pretty sure the first band probably goes on about eight o'clock. Uh, so that is going on uh, right now. So you got time to, uh, you know, throw us on the Bluetooth in your car, listen to us on the way there, and uh, go uh, hang out with Ryan McEnany in shambles tonight. And uh, see Days Ago and Kepi Gooley. That sounds like it's going to be a great show. Sounds like a win. Yeah, for sure. Stamps the bar. Cheap drinks on music night, too. Cheap. Uh, they got the PBR special, no, live that's... music special. I believe, I believe that's actually Mohawk Place tonight. Mohawk Place? Mohawk oh. Place tonight, yes, Mohawk Place. Uh, doors at 7 p.m., show at 8 p.m. That's from Riot Squad Media. If you've never been to a show by Riot Squad Media, holy shit, go to the show. They, they put on great epic shows. Like, we played, um, Braindead played Good Bar last year upstairs. And we're just like, you know, we, and like the next night was like, Working class tiffs in uh, cardboard homestead and a couple of other, you know, bands that are friends of uh, friends of mine, and I'm just you know they keep posting about their show. I'm like, yeah, that's if Good Bar's still standing after our show, <laughs> dude. I went to their show and I literally thought Good Bar was gonna fall down. Like there was so much energy in that room, you could feel the floor fucking shaking, and I'm just like, we're gonna fucking die. I was at the waiting room uh, back when they had their... I was going to say, we're, we're about to have a waiting room situation here. <laughs> back at the Streetlight Manifesto show. And then when Streetlight came back and we uh, there was the show at the ballroom, right. the power went out during it. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they, they haven't come back to Buffalo since. Not, can you blame them? <laughs> no, I think that they, they probably think that we're like bad luck or something. I was talking to somebody point. a couple of weeks ago about uh, when Real Big Fish played Canal Side and the power went out. Wow. And just, like, it didn't stop the show. Because, like, the horn players just came up, like, right up to the front of the stage and started playing Everything Sucks. Hmm. And the crowd just sang the song. And the power came on by the end of the song. So it was just, like, it was perfect. Prepared. Like, they had that, uh, like, like that is the benefit of having a, a mic, uh, instruments you don't have to amplify. <laughs> you know? Straight up. Like, that was just, a, like, there's video of that on YouTube. And I've been to other shows where just like, you know, the power goes out and sorry, you only get to play three songs, uh, which was, uh, it was uh, Marilyn Manson and Alice Cooper. And the opening band was, um, I can't think of the name of the band, but the, the lead singer of the band 
was Brooklyn Allman, who is uh, Greg Allman's daughter. Hmm. And they got to play like three songs because the power kept going out during their set. Wow. And it's like, man, that sucks. Like, sure you guys were really good in the three songs that we heard from you, you know? Like, we really hope you come back. And I don't think they ever did. I think they broke up like shortly thereafter, but... That sucks. You know, but I've been to like, you know, STEM shows, local shows where the power just goes out. It's like, what the fuck? Like Evening Star, you know? Um, Happened to me at the Rapids Theater one time. I had gone specifically to see uh, Tremonti. Yeah. And uh, I think I think Seven Dust was headlining and um, Kane Hill was the first band. And Kane Hill got to play three songs. Yeah. Um, well, like the power had gone out for like a couple hours or something. And then the, the show was like maybe not going to happen. We were all pissed off. Like they should just cancel it at this point. But obviously you want to see your band. We had that happen in Rochester, actually. It was, uh, uh, it was uh, either Flogging Molly or the Dropkick Murphys. It was one of the two of them. I get them mixed up all the time. Uh, and we're standing outside. And it's raining. And we're just like, why the fuck aren't they letting us in? Doors were supposed to open, you know. There was a guy standing right on the fucking sidewalk like, Jesus loves you and Jesus this and Jesus that. And <laughs> Karina walked up to him and gave him a living brain dead, uh, like, uh, like a free download card for Falls Count Anywhere, right? And if you go on our fucking band camp, because that's who the card was through. If you go on our band camp, there's all the fucking, like, you know, uh, you know, pride stuff, the gay pride and the bi pride and the trans pride and all, like all our, all our pride stuff is on our band camp. So I'm like, I really hope they take that card and go see it. Those guys that are just out there talking yelling about Jesus, you know, and they finally let us in. But the reason that they kept us outside and didn't tell us is the power was out. They should have told you. I think. Yeah. Well, it was at the main rapid street rapid armory, so they don't have the mm. uh, squeakiest clean Image, neither does Rapids, really, but, you know. uh, They're better than the Main Street Armory, I guess. Is Main Street Armory still, like, gone, gone? So uh, they were closing. As far as I know, they're not able to book anything right now uh, because of the the tragedy that happened there the last time they had a show, which was a couple, three people died. That's, yeah, I remember hearing about that. That's absolutely insane. Three people died by our merch, merch merch.thinksojo.com. Uh... Probably a bad time for that plug. Anyway, but it's uh, three people. Died. So like, what happened was there was like a rap show at the at the Main Street Armory, and there's not enough security at the Main Street Armory to really handle shows. Uh, they had one door open out of like there's like three or four out front or whatever, maybe five. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they had like one door open, and somebody thought they heard gunshots, so they all start pushing towards the door and sadly three people were trampled to death uh there there was um uh, came out from the rochester police and the, the the rochester like city hall where they're just like yeah we've revoked their entertainment license because the guy who owns the armory was supposed to come meet with us and discussed this and, you know, safety regulations and things like that. And he never showed up. And so we're revoking their entertainment license. So they weren't able to have entertainment events. They could have like conventions and shit in there, you know, like, uh, like, like, you know, get to like, like meetings, you know, like, yeah, but like they couldn't have a concert or anything, uh, you know, and, but 
eventually this guy uh, releases his own statement. He says, I had this other legal issue I had to deal with. I couldn't go meet with the police to, to have this. And, I, and my lawyers told them that. But that was the last I've heard. As far as I know, there's still no shows able to happen at the Main Street Armory. Which, if you've ever been to a show at the Main Street Armory and you've heard the sound there, good. <laughs> but also, like, the safety issue. Like, it, it is terrible that three people lost their lives because they had one fucking door open. Right. Yeah, that place is, like, surrounded by... Doors? I don't know where they all go, but I know that there's that one very direct in and out that they have, and, like, I don't even remember there being, like, a smoking area door, you know? Like, there, so, like, there, I guess there's, like, doors on the side that go outside, but they're, like, chained. You can't uh, open them. Oh, my God. Um, so Which like, is a security hazard. Exactly. So, like, Shit. like, you have people, like, panicking trying to get out of this building. And, you know, the police said they found no evidence of any gunshots or anything like that, so they just... You know, I don't know if it was just, like, everybody's collective imaginations, if it was on the track that was being played at the time. Right. You know, that kind of thing. But it's, you know, it's a terrible tragedy, and, you know, I I absolutely don't want to make light of it by talking shit about the venue, but it is really, yeah. you know, the venue's fault that this happened in the first place. So... I kind of realized last year, you know, in this um, stage of... Um Gunshots America, like, I, mm -hmm. I, fucking fireworks put me more and more on edge every year. Like, and I, oh, I started yeah. to realize it last year. I was like, I'm, I'm too anxious right now. Yeah. I was like, like a, and, and particularly after the, the uh, what was it, Jefferson Street Tops, right? Like, yeah, oh that was, a, that was a year ago this week. Yeah. Um, and I just, I remember going to just the Seneca Street Tops over here around the corner, the old Be Quick. And just the weird vibe of being in a grocery store shortly after that happened, you know, yeah. like what, like it was just awkward, like just weird. I remember that too. Just felt weird. And then I was catching a bus somewhere and I'm standing at the bus stop and this, this black guy comes up to me and we're talking, we're talking about this, you know, the incident at Jefferson Street Tops, which is obviously racially motivated because this white guy drives into town, goes to a predominantly black neighborhood and just opens fire. Like he had like a whole manifesto or something. Didn't he, he did. Like, yeah, he did. And, and I just remember talking to this black guy and he's just like, you know, his wife did not want him to get on the bus. She was worried something would happen to him on the bus after that happened. Yeah. And he's like, man, but I still got to go where I got to go. You know, I'm like, dude, yeah. I mean, life doesn't stop. And, you know, you know shit, life has to go on. But like, I get it, dude. Like, this is that's a terrible tragedy. And I would also be fucking terrified, you know, like. Right. Uh, and I, I met uh, John and I were getting an Uber somewhere. And the girl's telling us she was an Instacart shopper and she was in the store when it happened. She said that she, uh, her, her customer had added milk to his order while she was in the store. And that if she hadn't gone to get the milk in the back of the store, she would have probably been one of the people shot. Oh, man. Yeah, like, because yeah. she was ready to check out. She would have been probably one of the people coming out of the store. Right. 
So, you so know. So horrifying to fucking be there for that. But. Dude, it's just, and and I was telling somebody the other day, because it was the anniversary of it, and they, they shared a memory or something, and I was just like, you know, it's just, it hits different when it hits your city. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can sit here and watch all these, you know, tragedies happen. Like, I remember very specifically the uh, the the one in Vegas uh, at that at that country concert, right? Yeah. You remember this? And I remember very distinctly, uh, like, I went in the booth, recorded a job, came out, sat at my desk to edit, and went on Twitter, and, it, like, you know, mass shooting in Las Vegas is, like, trending. And I put on the TV, and I'm watching CNN, and I'm just watching, you know, there's these two kids... You know, and I, I say kids, but they're probably like early 20s, you know, like, you know, there's these two kids covered in blood, other people's blood. And they're being interviewed and they're talking about what, like, you know, trying to escape this and people are, you know, running over other people and like, you know, trying not to get shot and getting, you know, you know, the person next to you suddenly doesn't have a head, you know, like. Yeah. And, and, like, that affected me, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, man, that is that is terrible. And I just sat here for hours just watching the news coverage. Yeah. But, but then when it happened in Buffalo at a grocery store in the middle of the day, man, just like, holy shit did that hit home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's just like, that is, that's our community. And I'm like, Jefferson Street, where is that? And I looked it up. I'm like, that is a, you know, predominantly black neighborhood. This is very clearly, before they even, like, you know, arrested the shooter or uh, had the manifesto or anything like that, it's like, this is very clearly a fucking racially charged thing that's going on and just fucking terrible, man. And that's a, that's, that's a, that was a year ago this week uh, that that all happened and just... I remember, like, yeah, just just the awkwardness of going places right after because there's that whole vibe of like, what's gonna happen? Is uh, you know, are we gonna get copycats? Is shit gonna happen? And then people are fucking assholes on fucking social media, like, oh, we're gonna hit this store and this store and this store and this store, like, and you know, it's all unfounded and it's all like, you know, it's all bullshit, but it's like. Why it's would scary. you? It's it's terrifying because it's, it's like terrorism. you don't know if this is true or not. Exactly, terrorism. Yeah, like holy fuck. It's domestic terrorism. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And so, but it was just terrifying. And just I remember, you know, like that night, uh, the wrestler Mick Foley was like, "Look, I'm coming to Buffalo. I'm putting tickets on sale Friday. I'm playing. I'm performing at Nietzsche's, and all the tickets." All the proceeds from all the tickets and all the merch I sell, I'm putting towards the the fund for the people, the families affected by that tragedy in Buffalo. Was that the? Um, did Chappelle do that too, or was did Chappelle, I know? Chappelle I think Chappelle might have done similar. something like that. I know he did something. Similar. I think he had gigs already booked at uh, Helium, I think, and I think he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this." Um, but Mick Foley, like, literally, he tried. He called Helium. Because he usually, when he does his one-man shows, he does Helium. And Helium was like, yeah, we're booked. We can't. 
they're like, if you want to do this like a few weeks from now, he's like, I really want to do this right now. And he explained, because John and I went, and he explained during the show that he literally cold called Nietzsche's. He's like, I've never been to this place. I've never heard of this place, but I found a place. I found this venue and I said, hey, listen, I'm Mick Foley. I want to come and do a charity event for the victims of the Jefferson Street Tops wow. uh, for their families. I want to come do this. I want to do this as soon as possible. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. And so they put tickets on sale like literally that Friday. I bought meet and greet tickets for both John and myself because it was like, this is important to me. Like, I've already met Mick Foley. I don't need to fucking meet Mick Foley again. I'm like, but I want to I want to spend as much as I can to uh, to do this, to go to, you know, help out these the families of these victims and I think it's great that, you know, Mick Foley, who is not from here, he, I guess he went to school, like, you know, right up the 190, but like, you know, he, he's from New York City. He doesn't have any real ties to Buffalo. And he was just like, yo, I want to do something for that community. And so we got the meet and greet tickets and we went and, you know, got to, got to see his one man show and meet Mick Foley. And he, he literally uh, auctioned the flannel off his back. I think it went for like 800 bucks wow. and he was, he put all that towards the charity and it's like, dude, this is like, that's incredible that somebody would go through all that trouble to raise money for, you know, a community. Like he knew people from here, you know, it was, but it was like, you know, that was his only like real tie to here was he knew people who lived here and he's like, you know, going out of his way to raise money for the victims of this tragedy, um, which is really cool. You know, and, and I do, oh, yeah. I, I do love Mick Foley, and I have, you know, ever since his ECW days, and even before that. But um, you know, that just, you know, raised him up even higher. You know, like so. Very genuine, dude. Yeah, very much that. so. Hell yeah. And uh, but yeah, like we, it's. Um, you know, uh, but it, it, it really, you know, I never understood hating people because of shit they can't control. Straight up. Like. Never understood hating people that haven't, like, very clearly done something. Right. Like, you know, like a specific, like, person at that point. Like, you can't generalize hatred. Like, that's just no, you, something. No, you get, you get, like, like, I mean, you get. <laughs> Just, I don't understand racism, man. Like, yeah. these people didn't choose to be born black or Asian or, you know, you know whatever. Right, just you know, you didn't choose to be whatever you are, you know? They didn't choose to be, you know, they didn't choose to be born in, in China or the Middle East or whatever you're hating on today. You right. know, like, they, they didn't choose this. Right. Mexico, you know, like... They believe in whatever they believe in because they were raised by people that believed in whatever they believed in. Sure. They didn't choose what piece of land they were born on, you know? Right. Like, nobody did. And we all just is just as easily could have been each other. Exactly. And that's why I, I will never understand hating somebody for shit that they have absolutely no control over. Where they're from, what color their skin is, yep. you know, things like that. Like, you know... What what gender they they prefer to uh, you know, whatever you know. Be you. Yeah. Be what makes you happy. Fucking. 
I always, I always make this argument of like, you know, people who are, uh, you know, they, they think that like, oh no, we need to, we need to save them. Like, why? I never got that. I never understood that. No, why? I'm confused. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why, why you, oh, well, so they can go to heaven. Aren't you going to heaven? Okay. Why do you care if they go? You right. don't like them here. Why are you going to like them there? Right. You know, like. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. A non-religious person is a good person. They're a good person because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Not because of some reward at the end of life. Not because of the morals of their religious text yeah. per se. It's just I, because I, being a good person just is often effortless and, yeah, and easy. Yeah. I just, I just don't get the hatred, man. I, I don't, I never understood it. I never will. And, uh, Hell yeah. you know, like. Fuck the haters. Exactly, man. Like, why? They it's make you ridiculous. famous and all that, but like, fuck them. Yeah. And it's like, you know, fuck, you know, how are you going to, you're going to leave your fucking ritzy, ritzy fucking neighborhood and go to a, you know, a poor neighborhood in a predominantly black neighborhood with a fucking gun and just pick people off as they're fucking grocery shopping, man. Like, what the fuck? You know? Like, that was just... I can't comprehend. Wow. You know, like, yeah. that that was just a, a weird moment because, like, you're seeing it all on social media. You're seeing it unfold, and it's just like, holy shit, what is going on here, and why? Right. You know? And I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously, it was just some fucking deranged fuck who's just like, oh, they have different color skin than me. Fuck them. They need to you know, die. Fucking absolutely fucked. Yeah. Anyway, let's get uh, on to happier things now. Yeah. Uh, things that are coming up as opposed to things that happened a year ago. Uh, Saturday night at 6.30 p.m. at Mohawk Place. Uh, it is Red Button Dilemma, Cardiac Cassette, and Free Fall. Saturday, May 20th, doors at 6.30 p.m., ages 18 and up, $10 pre-sale, $13 day of the show at Mohawk Place, 47 East Mohawk Street in Buffalo. That's another FTMP. You can tell it's well done. Nice. Uh, and we're going to play uh, some friends of, of uh, the Living Brain Dead here in Cardiac Cassette. I haven't even pulled up this song yet. Let me like push that button. As opposed to Cardi B? Cardi as opposed to Cardi B, yes. Cardiac Cassette? Uh, this is Cardiac Cassette. And uh, this song is called uh, Sap Sucker on All WNY. Think So Joe Show.
Cardiac cassette on all WNY Think So Joe show. Song called Sap Sucker. Catch them Saturday at 6.30 with Red Button Dilemma and Free Fall at FT... Uh, not FTMP Events, but at Mohawk Place. Presented by FTMP Events. Ten bucks at the... Ten bucks pre-sale. Thirteen dollars day of the show. That's going to be a good one. Sure is. We get to play uh, Brain Dead did with Cardiac cassette last year at the Walmart Inn outdoor show. It was uh, awesome of them dudes to invite us to play, and it was uh, it was literally a block away from my mom's house. I'm like, Mom, you should come. <laughs> my mom didn't come. Yeah. My mom has seen Yellow Sauce, and she has seen the, the previous incarnation of the Living Brain Dead. Uh, we played one night. We played with uh, something involving a monkey. My mom came to that show. Nice. Yeah. The first time. First time. Yeah. Well, nice. we didn't play. Brain Dead didn't play with them the second time. Because right. we were unavailable. We tried for, to get you on that show. We were no, unavailable like, for no. whatever reason, and you know. But I did talk to them, and I'm like, we should do a show swap. So hopefully, you know, something involving a monkey. If you guys are watching, we want to come to Cleveland. We want to bring you here. Let's make it happen. Something involving a monkey is a cool band. Yeah, it is. They're I sick. just, I just really want to play Cleveland again, so I could go to fucking Becky's. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That too. That's a that's a that's a minor consolation to go into Becky's. Oh, sure. <laughs> but Becky's. do the artists, do the musical artists that may be tuning in from the area right now know that if you go to Cleveland and you tell them that you're on tour, yeah. Because if you're going from Buffalo to Cleveland, I think that qualifies. Yeah, I forget who told me that, but like we were just like really, and then we confirmed. That if you're a band, the band members get to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for free. Yep. And we just, we walked in at like, it was like 3.30 because we left like super fucking late. Yeah. Uh, we walked in with Jasmine and Marissa and they're just like, yeah, okay, all six of you, all four, you know, all, all five of you come in. There's five. Five is the number. I can't Even count Even our today. groupies. Yeah, so we got to we got to go in and uh, see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. and It's uh, common to bring a piece of merch t-shirt cd or something and I, I i'm told that they put it in the archives in case you ever like hit it big probably but i'd like to see those archives that's probably an interesting that would be thing. cool man mm -hmm. yeah for sure if 
find our yellow sauce T-shirt or whatever the fuck we gave them. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was we we weren't even playing like directly in the city. We were playing in like one of the suburbs, but they were still like, yeah, come on in. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, it was. Awesome. And they had the they had the big Pink Floyd the Wall exhibit upstairs at the time. I think it's I think it's back now. Yeah, it's been there like every time I've been there. Yeah, but uh, it's a good exhibit. It um, is. The for wall sure. is sick as fuck. I got a really cool picture of Ryan looking at it because you know Ryan's uh, very David Gilmore um, inspired as a musician. For sure, I actually gave John a copy of uh, Pink Floyd the Wall on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, he was, I, I had gotten like the newer pressing cause I'm part of that Amazon vinyl of the month club or whatever. And I, they sent me the newer pressing and I listened to it once. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go back to my original pressing and was like, John, do you want this? What's wrong with the newer one? It's just, just something sounds like, like off about it. Like it's was like, it the there's no, gram? yeah, Shoot. there's like no fucking like, I, I can't really explain it, but like the 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 old one just has more life to it, you know. Like, huh. I have a I have a few Pink Floyd vinyls, and man, on, on surround sound, those shits he are said like. Vinyls. I'm sorry, <laughs> I have some Pink Floyd vinyl, and those shits on surround sound, like there is not quite a vinyl experience like it. Right. Even from bands around that time that recorded all analog, like. There's just something specific about Pink Floyd's vinyls and vinyl quality. Vinyl and vinyl quality. <laughs> You're going to um, learn. I will learn today. I have uh, I have The Wall, I have Wish You Were Here, and I have... Uh, Wish You Were Here is a great vinyl. So I have uh, Dark Side, but I got the... This is an original pressing, I think, of The Wall. You should get Animals next if you don't have it. I don't have it, and I, I will probably get that next, but this is an original pressing of The Wall, and you can original. tell... Um, because half the band members aren't listed in the credits. Huh. And also, there's lyrics for a song that is no longer that didn't make the actual cut of the album. Wow, that's uh, incredible. Somewhere on here, show must go on in the flesh, run like hell. Show must go. The trial stop. Let's see. Uh, Sorry, I can't do. Uh, waiting clean. for the worms outside the worms. Okay, those are all. There is one on here somewhere. I know it's on here. I just don't know where. <laughs> Badass though. Yeah. Maybe this. Maybe it doesn't. I thought it did. Yellow sauce always felt like flying bison was sort of our animals, just because of the way it's structured and stuff more than anything. But animals might be my favorite Pink Floyd album. Um, I recently. Maybe this isn't as old as I thought it was, because I don't see that extra song, <laughs> the extra song lyrics on here. My buddy Nick recently referred me to um, Doom Side of the Moon which they have vinyl and I want to get it. Um, Doom Side of the Moon is like a Pink Floyd cover band um, that they covered the entirety of Dark Side of the Moon in like doom metal style. And uh, they they have a, an EP with... Um, Here it is. Where, what, should we, what shall we do now? Nice. Song's not on the not on the record. It got cut. It's on... The, but the lyrics are on the old... The OG pressings of Pink Floyd, The Wall. Has that song become available since as like a B-side or something? Maybe. I, I think I think there was like a whole like B-side collection of like shit that was cut from the wall. Nice. Um, and That's I'm pretty sure that was on it. But like, it's it, but that's how you know you have like an OG pressing is like half the band members aren't listed in the credits, and that song is still uh, still has lyrics. Incredible. So that's uh, yeah. Joe, it's rally time. I need you to try the, the oh, Carolina Reaper popcorn I brought. 
because it just may <laughs> it just may serve you through the end of the show now. All right, I'm gonna try one of these. This is um, don't touch don't touch your eyes until you've thoroughly I'm, washed your hands. I'm sure Carolina Reaper. If you can Reaper. avoid touching the, the popcorn itself, that is probably for the best. But just don't <laughs> touch your eyes at least. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'll have gonna, one for solidarity. I'm gonna dig right in and I'll grab them. This is. Uh, Eat one piece. Start with one. No, no, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm planning on oh, doing. Oh, so this is a local place um, up in Lockport, Chinez's. Um, the owner of that place, if you go in, just super fucking cool dude. Um, he, he lets you, like, sample stuff. And he'll talk to you about it and stuff. But, like, Chinez's in Lockport, in the city of Lockport. Real fucking awesome gourmet popcorn. Lots of crazy flavors. Um, I feel like this is going to now end up at band practice since we're out in Lockport. All right, I'm going to... You can have it. I'm going to... I'm saying I think they're going to probably grab one. Oh, yeah. What Shall We Do Now is used in the 1982 film of The Wall. That is uh, probably accurate. <laughs> I own that. I have it on DVD. All right. This is Carolina Reaper popcorn. Bottoms up. I'm, I'm going to make sure I have my water bottle ready. <laughs> Holy shit. That is hot. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> I pulled it out about now because I usually yeah, describe it hot. as a solid 15 minutes of incredible discomfort. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, it's meant to be eaten one piece at a time. I've, my father just ate like <laughs> six of them at once. <laughs> I make a, I've made a game out of just sharing it with people here and there. I'm mute. I'm muted. Now. <laughs> this uh, is all on you. All right, you know I I open this can of worms. Oh, we got chat. What shall we do now? He's used in the. Oh, did you read that already? I did. What's up, Mark? Thanks for saying nice things about yellow sauce in the chat. We appreciate that. So when Joe's barbecue happens, I will personally make sure. The Chinez's Carolina Reaper popcorn is there so that the uh, attendees can experience <laughs> what we I are I thought right I was now. okay, and then I, I unmuted, and then I hiccuped again. You are the second person that's had the hiccups. I, my brother's friend put his head in the freezer <laughs> for a while. Um, yeah, my dad drank soda. Is this one of those things where milk will fucking help? Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I might have to I, go um, get a sip of sip of milk, man, because this is not comfortable. So, also conversation. I have a theory, at least for me a little bit, I partake in the Mary Janes, I get a little high sometimes, um, I do feel that Carolina Reaper sometimes, or in the right amounts at least, can make me a little high. Like, my brain just starts to go, whoa. And there's a Simpsons episode about it, kind of, where... Johnny Cash? Maybe. He it's plays the, one the coyote? Where, uh, I think so. It's the one where Homer drinks the uh, candle wax. Yeah. Yep, yep, and he has that whole fucking trip after eating a pepper of some sort. And it's a Guatemalan insanity pepper. Hell yeah. Which is probably about as hot as the Carolina Reaper. That is, is yeah, that's, that's not comfortable. <laughs> no, it hurts. That is, uh, it's still burning a little bit, but the hiccups seem to have died down. It just uh, it won't go away. If you drink soda with it, very bad idea. The carbonation like opens the the taste buds a little bit. Yeah. And you kind of get a little more than you than you bargained for. I'm I'm glad this happened on a week where I am strictly <laughs> drinking water. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Homer uh, eats the uh, he goes to the uh, chili cook off. 
and he eats the uh, the Guatemalan insanity pepper that Chief Wiggum has prepared for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes around breathing fire, and then everything he tries to drink just evaporates, including, uh, uh, you know, he tries to drink water, he tries to drink beer. No, he tries to drink the beer, but Marge told him not to drink. So he can't drink the beer... And then uh, he's trying to drink anything, and it just evaporates as soon as it gets near his tongue. Uh, and then he's sitting there, and he's like about to—he's drinking some stuff. And he, Ralph goes, "Hey, Mister, that's a candle. You don't want to get wax in your mouth, do you?" And he drinks the wax, <laughs> goes back and eats the Guatemalan insanity pepper because his tongue is now quoted, coated in wax, so he can't feel it. But then he gets all the hallucinations, and that's when he runs into his uh, his spirit animal, which is a coyote, played by Johnny Cash. Some of the coolest voice acting spots of all time. Absolutely, dude. That's, uh, you know. <laughs> should I get rid of my possessions? No, yeah. you don't even own a computer. If anything, you should get more possessions. Right. <laughs> Legendary. Yeah. Uh, great, great episode, too. Hell yeah. And then he's like, you know, you gotta go find your soulmate. He's like, oh, big deal, that's Marge. He's like, is it? And then at the end, it ends up being March. But you know. <laughs> I've uh, I've had some uh, bouts with this popcorn, and uh, I now <laughs> lately I make a game of just not drinking anything until I feel like it's gone. Because <laughs> like I, it's just like a personal endurance thing. I mean, as soon as this segment is over, I'm going to get some milk. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you gotta gotta wash it out. Yeah, I, it's it's definitely. Um, the hiccups were the most uncomfortable part. My eyes are still watering hiccups. a little, and there's still definitely a lingering heat. Yeah. Um, Sound like the top and back, back of your tongue? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, Jill, if you're still watching, what was the name of that again? Chinez's Carolina Reaper popcorn. Should we feed this to John? <laughs> do it, do it. Do it on video. Oh, God. We, we need to warn him to only eat one, though. There's, we got you. so so oh we're dad. at. Um, Just seen my dad after eight like five of them. We went to uh, Jackrabbit a, like a month ago and we saw Grosh, and uh, Jill was uh, Jill's brother was there with us and I used to be in a band with Jill's brother back in the day, um, and he had a chocolate bar and he tried to get, he offered it to John and John was like ooh chocolate and Jill's like don't eat that. It was uh, it was it was you know. <laughs> Uh, not actually chocolate. It was, uh, I think it was probably mushrooms. Oh, incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, she's like, John, don't eat that. And she's like looking at the packaging, and it's like if you eat the whole thing, it's death. You know, like, Oh, my God. And uh, so so when they went to uh, they went to the Shrek rave, and I'm just like, John, do not eat anything that anybody at all Except for maybe Jill, because she doesn't actually want to kill you. Don't eat anything that anybody offers you. At all. Nothing. <laughs> I was scared to take the weed gummies from the people at the Green Jello show. I don't know what the hell's in those. Green Jello. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. Just, but, like, yeah, it's it, now it's a, a running thing of, like, John, don't eat anything that anybody outside of the band offers you. Right. <laughs> 
nothing at all. Do not eat it unless we say it's okay. You guys should get like a poster that says, please do not feed John. <laughs> do not feed the drummer. Put it at the merch table. Yeah. Oh, man. For sure. I might do that. That's an idea. I still got to make set lists for Friday, so I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do that with the set lists. There you go. I, I tell you, man, like this set list we got for Friday, it is it, like Jill wrote the set list. It's probably my favorite set list that we've ever done. Nipple punk as fuck. So, nipple punk as fuck. God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. I'm, I'm always gonna like sub brand all of throwback. my favorite bands in Buffalo, like XM Priority and Wyatt Corn, which <laughs> they've recently embraced with some artworks that have appeared on the Wyatt Coin. Uh, we gave Instagram them. Do you remember we gave them the the bookmark that said Wyatt Corn, but it was the like actual band Corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The Corn logo. Yeah. That was super cool. I, just, I keep seeing bands playing with bands that, like, we as Yellow Sauce have opened for. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, you too, huh? But did you give them a bookmark? <laughs> yeah, we gave them a the fucking, fucking something involving a monkey had the bookmark we gave them at the first show we played with them at the merch table. Which was, like, it's just awesome. great. Because I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool that they still have that. Right, you know? straight up. Kind of on the sub. But yeah, dude, like, um... Yeah, no, that's definitely an idea. Do not feed the drummer. New York Banana Coalition. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we fucking play with Texas Hippie, and I keep seeing people like, oh, we're playing, with, we're opening for Texas Hippie Coalition. I'm like, been there, done that. Yeah, they come around. We're opening for 96 Bitter Beings. Been there, done that. I am. But it was like the original 96 Bitter Beings before everybody quit earlier this year. <laughs> wow, wow. It's literally just Darren now. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, uh, this, like, Jill put together a set list for, uh, for Friday night. Uh, she texted to me last Friday while I was at the Timeless Babe show. And there was, like, one song that I'm like, you know, can we swap this song for this song? And she's like, yeah, let's do that. And it's like, all right, cool. And so now we've got this, like, awesome set list. It's only 30 minutes. Um, we've got a, we've got a little surprise, uh, coming up with Wasted Reject at the show. Uh, they're gonna. He's gonna do a song with us, um, but uh, you'll it's have not to. Not a surprise anymore, Joe. Well, it's still a surprise because you don't know what song it is. You have to be there to find out. It's through the fire and flames by Dragon Force. <laughs> no, that's a yellow sauce thing. We will leave that to you. <laughs> Actually, that started with um, it, one of our yellow sauce XM Priory um, banter's was that you know along with like XM Priory the video game XM Priority and all that was was, hey, you guys need to cover Through the Fire and Flames. And, you know, they never did, so goddamn it, we did it, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I, I was watching a video a couple of weeks ago, and it was about uh, rhythm games, uh, you know, starting with, like, the ones in Japan and then Amplitude and Frequency here in the States on the PlayStation 2 and then Guitar Hero, of course, yeah. and Rock Band and all that. And I was like, man, I really want to play Guitar Hero. I have it. And I'm like... So I went in my room, and I just happened, like, Rock Band happened to be, like, right next to my Xbox, Rock Band 3. So I threw that in, and I played that for a little bit. I'm like, I really want to play Guitar Hero 3. And I couldn't find it. I know where it is now. It is literally behind me. It's on the shelf behind the shelf behind me. Nice. So I just have to dig for it, and I can get it, and I can play Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock. Because I never did beat that. No? I don't, no. Like, any difficulty? I can't get past the last, uh, what is it, like, the boss battle with Slash is, like, the last thing? 
No, the boss, uh, the devil went down to Georgia. Battle is the last one. Slash that one, yeah. I can't get. I, second last. I don't think I've ever gotten through the devil went down to Georgia battle on any difficulty. One. So it's legitimately hard. well, because they had battle mode at the time, and those like went with battle mode where you have to use the power ups and uh, yeah. I, I dude, I fucking wish they kept battle mode into like Warriors of Rock and stuff. Because yeah, I will say Warriors of Rock, the most recent before they did like the the Guitar Hero Live thing and changed up the. The controller, which um, I liked, Guitar Hero Live. It was cool. It, it was cool for reasons, but right, it didn't scratch the same itch that no that the OG Guitar Certainly Heroes not. did. And I, you know, Activision, if you're watching, or um, whoever owns Guitar Hero, uh, NeverSoft, please, please bring it back. I miss it dearly. I will buy it, same. buy all of it, and I will play it. And um, and Harmonix or whoever owns that brand now. Please release instruments, like re-release instruments for the Xbox One. That too. Because I own Rock Band 4, but I cannot play it. The drums? <laughs> to like go and get a fucking set of those drums these days is expensive as shit. Man, I would get So them. I have them all for the 360, but I have Rock Band 4 for the Xbox One. And yeah. the, the PlayStation like 3... Uh, instruments were compatible with PlayStation 4, but because of the way they changed how the controllers worked, uh, moving into like Xbox One from Xbox 360, those original ones don't work without an adapter. The adapter itself is going for like 200 bucks now. Damn. It's ridiculous. So I can't get my hands on Rock Band 3 instruments. Guitar Hero stuff is the one reason the Rock that Band I will 4 always like at least glance at a garage sale. Like, for sure, they're like they are for me, like because they're about garage sale age, and and for pe for a lot of people, garage sale value these days. So that's um, you know, if you um have a garage sale, please leave your Guitar Hero stuff for me, and I will um <laughs> or me hopefully yeah you know <laughs> hopefully we'll come buy them. But I do I have was, Guitar I was Hero playing, ready to go. Always. I'm playing Rock Band, and I'm like some of my button hits are not fucking registering, and I'm like oh, fuck. fuck. And it, one of my buttons on the controller I was using was getting stuck. And that was, it was my, I think it was like my Guitar Hero, like, uh, World Tour controller. But my Rock, my Guitar Hero 2 controller still works perfectly. Incredible. Yeah. I don't know, like, I, I, my Rock Band one still kind of works. But, like, my, my Guitar Hero 2 just works, like, the fucking day I bought it. Except... The, you know, what, whatever was, like, causing the whammy bar to move back into position was is broken, but that's no, fixed with a rubber band. The whammy bars always were wonky yeah. on those things. And, like, it's even easily if they, fixed. Even easily if they drop fixed. down, you can always, like, in the spirit, in the, like, while you're playing, you could pick it up and flail. Like, yeah, for I sure. Do mine I mean, that. it's just easily fixed with a rubber band, too, so it's just, you get that same experience of when you first got it. Right. Just, you know, you have a rubber band from, from like, the uh, strap button onto the onto the whammy bar so but i i was uh i was definitely loving getting to play uh some rock band the other day and maybe i'll play guitar hero tonight played guitar hero 2 a little bit and uh because i couldn't find three but now i know where three is so eventually i can't play two because as a playstation person i would need to own a ps2 that's it true. Never came That's out on true. The PS3, and I would I don't have any of the PS2. So stuff I originally PS2. had it on PS2, and then uh, when they re-released it for 360, and they had some up, they had more songs in the. That's uh, fucking cool. The Explorer guitar. I was like, yo, I traded in. I got the X, the 360 version. So nice. Uh, because yeah, I fucking. Ugh. 
If I could go back to like some of the first times I played Guitar Hero, oh hell yeah, such such just genuine memory. Guitar Hero I, was the coolest fucking thing ever when it came out. I swear I, to fuck. I remember, <laughs> and and we need to wrap this up very shortly. But I remember like the first time I tried to play like medium, right? Because you play on easy, you get like the three buttons, mm-hmm. and then you play on like medium, and it goes up to four. And it's like holy fuck. <laughs> and but I just remember like why is this so hard? And then mm-hmm. what got me to start getting good at Guitar Hero was to remind myself that I'm an actual guitar player. Fair point. And so like, you know, what am I doing here that I'm not, you know, what, what am I doing playing actual guitar that I'm not doing here that would translate to making this better? And it was just, I was trying to play everything just without moving my hand up and down the frets. Like, and that was, so like once I realized like, no, if I move my hand here, like I can get better access to these, you know, blue and orange buttons or whatever they, and just, uh, you know. Treat it like a guitar. Yeah, like play it like an actual guitar. And that's yeah. what got me to start getting good at Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero has a very prominent role in my upcoming as a, as a musician. Because I, I played Guitar Hero before guitar. I stopped trying to learn guitar originally because I was just annoyed by the wrist cramping like when I was younger and fucking. Sure. Guitar Hero saw me through the wrist cramping. I like played Guitar Hero enough that that just stopped, and I was perfectly <laughs> fine. So credit to Guitar Hero for that. Also, in trying to be a, a singer, I used to set up a microphone with the microphone stand, and I would play as both the guitarist and the singer because it Same. was more entertaining to, uh, to do both. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. If you've never done that, like you absolutely, can... <laughs> absolutely, that was that was a that was a cool thing to do. Like in Rock Band, like when I got Rock Band One, I had the I had all the, I bought the instrument kit, so I had all the instruments, you know, I had the guitar, I had the drums, I had the mic, I still have the mic somewhere, I don't know where it is, but I have a mic that I bought off fucking, no, actually, the one that I'm using is the original one, that came with Rock Band 1, the day it came out, Uh, I do have a backup one somewhere that I ordered off Amazon, I don't know where the fuck it is, it's a generic brand, but... Uh, we do need to get out of here. We're going to talk about one more show here before we go, and that is uh, Saturday night. The band Tuesday Night, along with Amateur Hockey Club and Terror Town, are playing at the Tudor Lounge. Uh, they say, let's get tutored. Come hang at the iconic Tudor Lounge after Porch Fest for a night of indie rock and emo kid vibes. That's at Tudor Lounge, 335 Franklin Street. Doors at 8, music at 9, 21 plus, $10 at the door. Uh, and we're going to play some uh, music from Amateur Hockey Club, and we're going to get out of here. Um, don't forget, Living Brain Dead's down at Stamps the Bar on Friday night. That's uh, where Leedles will be on Friday night. Sure is. Hanging out with us and seeing us play uh, what I feel is the best set list we've ever put together. Uh, and uh, this is Amateur Hockey Club. This song is called What You Wanted on all WNY, Think So Joe Show, and I'll see you next week. Hail Satan. I'm going to go get some milk now. <laughs> <laughs>
waiting for the world to say something. Oh, I think that it's not.